ESPN Radio. Cornette and Canty on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We invite you to join the conversation on the Candy call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, on who is the biggest threat in the NFC to the L.A. Rams getting back to the Super Bowl. We'll get to your calls in a little bit, but right now, we got to go to the best in the business. Even though Joe Fortenbaugh is a friend of the show, we got to bring on ESPN's best sports betting analyst. That would be one Aaron Dolan. And Aaron, even though we're we're wrapping up the NFL season and we're just getting on the other side of the Super Bowl, we got all of these future bets out here right now. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to fill us in on what you thought better should be looking for in the futures market and what strategies should they try to employ to try to make some coin. Yes. Well, thank you for having me back on. I mean, last Thursday we were getting amped up for the Super Bowl, and now we're already talking futures, which takes me to my first point. I feel like the natural progression, because football reigns king, it feels like in all sports, the number one most talked about thing, I feel like, that we kind of just progressively were like, okay, what do we bet on next? And you have to remember, you're betting on something that's going to probably happen in a year if you're betting on the Super Bowl. So there's so many things that can happen, so many trades that will happen. We also don't know all the quarterbacks that are going to be under center. I mean, we could talk about, or honestly, get into basically every quarterback situation, but what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers? Who's going to be, you know, the quarterback of the Bucks, of the Steelers? What's going on with Kyler Murray? Are we going to see some big shifts in other quarterbacks that won out? So that's kind of more of a determining factor for me is who the quarterback is going to be of the team and things like that. But I think personally for futures, you can wait until the beginning of the season. I know that it's the week after the Super Bowl. It's a hot topic, and everybody wants to bet into it right now, talking about value. But personally for me, you can tie your money up in a few months once things start to settle down a little bit. Talking to Aaron Dolan right now, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. Okay, let's go to the NBA because this week is the All-Star weekend in Cleveland. So it's that midway point in the season. So speaking of futures, let's look ahead to the end of the NBA season, which feels like a little bit more in the next future as opposed to a year from now, right? Like in the more close future. Uh, Title odds and MVP. Is MVP, like Steph Curry is such odd odds. Is that the way you should go? Where would you go with title odds and MVP for NBA futures? Yes. So right now we're seeing Embiid is the favorite. He actually just moved up right now. Um, Plus 150. Wow. Nicole Jokic is plus 300. Giannis plus 375. So you have that group of them up there. And right now there was um, an article that came out on ESPN today where they hypothetically asked, you know, where the voters were in terms of this. And it was interesting the voters were on Embiid and Jokic, but clearly the market says that Giannis is still in the conversation at plus 375. As for Steph Curry, I think he's moved back too far for him to catch up at 12-1. to 1. He went into that shooting slump. Clearly he was the favorite at the beginning of the season, and I was talking about that at one point. But you really do have three bigs that are on the board here. Joel Embiid, as long as he stays healthy, I think he could lock this up. I mean, he's having his career best season. But it also will be interesting to see how James Harden fits in if he takes away some of the playing time that Joel Embiid has while Jokic, you know, will have to kind of carry his team more so than Embiid might have to, then that's going to be a different conversation. And also at this time of the season, you talk about strength of schedule and, you know, for the Sixers, they had the eighth toughest strength strength of schedule down the stretch. Uh, as for the Bucks, they have the sixth toughest, or excuse me, Bucks have the sixth, Sixers have the eighth. And then it's 
for Denver, where Nikola Jokic is, he actually has the easiest schedule. So it actually is favorable for Jokic to win it based on the schedule. But again, it does come down to health and availability. And I do think that there's still value on Joel Embiid, even though he's at plus 150, only because in the next couple of weeks, I could see this slipping to minus money. Aaron, yesterday the L.A. Rams had their Super Bowl parade that ended at the L.A. Coliseum, (laughs) and there's that famous scene of Sean McVay chanting, run it back, and getting Aaron Donald to yell, run it back. And there's been rumors swirling about both of those individuals making a decision to retire and step away from football. I'm just curious when it comes to the future market. I know you said that quarterbacks are your main determining factor but how much would you anticipate Sean McVay and or Aaron Donald retiring affecting the Rams' 10-to-1 odds on repeating as Super Bowl champs? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of liquor and alcohol is going into these rooms <laughs> as well. I was actually laughing at um, the pictures that surfaced because somebody from Philadelphia posted what the uh, Eagles parade looks like compared to the Rams, and it was actually pretty sad. But yeah, I mean, obviously you do want to factor that in. I think it's did his wife post something like he's not retiring and he was holding a glass of wine or something. Um, and then for Aaron Donald, like that would be a ginormous piece of the puzzle in terms of their defense. And I feel like their defense was really um, probably their biggest component to winning the Super Bowl and just kind of in the playoffs and everything. They, they held their own there. Donald leaving would be a huge loss for that team, um, but definitely something, yes. Of course, you can keep an eye on all the players and things like that. I just personally, for me, I feel like a quarterback is the biggest. Aaron, let's go to tonight. Um, I know some teams are already getting ready for that All-Star weekend, but there are five NBA games going on tonight. Obviously, you've got college hoops as well. Is there any plays that you got out there tonight that you like? Yeah, so it's kind of that weird night in the NBA where, like, heading into all-star break is the motivation there. I mean, I feel like the only team that should be motivated is the Sixers because I spent so much money on tickets this past Tuesday just to see them get blown out by 48 points, which is terrible. Um, But I do like Chris Middleton in that game over 18.5 points. I've tried to convince myself again that the Sixers will come in with motivation, but I just don't see them getting it done. Middleton has hit over this in three of the last four games. The Sixers just won't have an answer for him in this matchup, I believe, and the Bucks have a huge advantage on the wing. The Bucks also, they scored at least 128 points in four of their last six games, so they can be absolutely explosive, and I think Middleton will hit over his points prop for tonight. Um, let's see, what else do I like? In terms of college hoops, I do like uh, the Oregon Ducks. Their first half, minus one and a half over Arizona State. The Ducks are just a much better team, but I don't trust them in terms of the end uh, spread just because when they're favored by at least three and a half points, they're only six and 12 against the spread this season. I also lean towards the over in this game. It keeps being bet up, so eventually you're going to probably want to grab the under, but still, I mean, when these teams first met, Oregon was able to hit over this number despite hitting only 18% from three. The Ducks uh, have also hit over in five of their last six road games, as well as the Sun Devils. They're averaging 137 points per game. So I do like the over, and I do lean Oregon first half minus one and a half. Okay, I like it. Good. Go ahead. There we go. Aaron, we appreciate a few few moments of your time, and and thanks for helping us get our listeners straight in in terms of figuring out what they need to do with these future markets as well as betting the NBA. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you guys next week. All right. That is ESPN sports betting analyst Aaron Dolan. And Shay, for my money, she's the best in the business. Like, she's, you can depend on her. Like, follow her on Twitter at Aaron Kate Dolan. She's going to set you on the right track in terms of making money when it comes to your bets. 
Also, that Arizona State-Oregon game tonight is a good bubble game because I think we need to start getting ready for some March Madness. You know, we're like a month away, a little less from Selection Sunday. Like, maybe we should start paying a little attention maybe to the college just a hardwood. Bit. Maybe just Super a little Bowl's bit to over. college hoops. Like, let's just get focused. A just a little bit. Also, speaking of Arizona State, my goodness, is there some drama with their quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Did you see this video that's circling of players cleaning out his locker? Yeah, I heard it. It's not the best of scenes, and it's very reminiscent of what happened at the end of Le'Veon Bell's tenure in Pittsburgh. I'm just going to put it out there like that, but that's not a good look. That's not the Mm -hmm. way you want things to go down. No, no, no. Very interesting on that front. But coming up next, we got to get your calls on who you think the biggest threat to the Rams is to defend their crown in the NFC. Also, where's Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson going to end up? We'll have the answers for you. This is Cornette and Canty on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. ESPN Radio. This is Canty and Cornette on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want you to tap in on the Canty call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. On who the biggest threat to the Rams is in the NFC, Shay thinks it's the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why she would think that way because the Cowboys can't even win a playoff game. I think it's the San Francisco 49ers. If you guys think it's somebody else, please give us a call. But right now, Shay, we got to talk about the quarterback carousel that's going to happen in the 2022 offseason because it feels like we got a lot of high-profile quarterbacks that are going to be on the move. So what we're going to do is play a little game that we like to call going or staying. All right, so I'm going to uh, toss out some names of some quarterbacks that have been rumored to be on the move this offseason. And you guys just tell me, simply put, are they going or are they staying? Shay, I will start with you. Let's go. Russell Wilson in Seattle. Is he staying or is he going? Oh, he is so going. All we were talking about last season was if he was going to leave last season and how it would be much less of a hit to their salary cap if he waited a year. And so here we are. The Seahawks are going nowhere but down, and so this is going to be an easy transition for Russell Wilson. There seems to be no love lost between him and Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson is on his way out of Seattle with the quickness. Yeah, I'm with Shea on that one. Russell Wilson is going, and probably to a team in the AFC that's quarterback needy. Maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe the Indianapolis Colts. Both of those would be teams that I would circle. But, yeah, he's out of there. I mean, he's got a $37 million cap hit this season. It doesn't make sense to pay a quarterback that much against your salary cap if you're not going to do any high-level winning. Russell Wilson, if they traded him, they could save $11 million on the cap, and it feels like it's a deal that would be palatable for another team under their salary cap given the market for quarterbacks and what they're being paid. So it just makes too much sense for this not to happen this offseason. Russell Wilson's out of there, baby. All right, Canty. Baker Mayfield, uh, Cleveland Browns. Is he going or is he staying? Well, it feels like Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry want him gone. My only question would be, what's their alternative? Like, who are they going to turn to? They exercise Baker Mayfield's fifth-year option, which is going to pay him $18 million this year. If they cut him, they're not going to save any money. They still owe him that $18 million. If they trade him, they're completely off the hook for that. But who wants to trade for Baker Mayfield? I mean, this is a guy that, that really wasn't the reason why the Cleveland Browns were winning and has found himself at the center of a lot of problems that they had in their locker room last year. So I just don't know that anybody would know what you're getting if you're making the move to acquire Baker Mayfield. Is he talented? Yes. Is the juice worth the squeeze? That remains to be seen. I would bet on Baker Mayfield staying. 
Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield also stays in Cleveland. There's finally some consistency there with quarterback and head coach. And while last year they underachieved massively, you would hope that they figure out a way to take a step forward. I went through this in my brain because of this disgruntled now Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield also having a lackluster season this past year. Now, albeit he was injured towards the end of the season. I thought, what if these two teams swap? Because Baker Mayfield obviously has a relationship with Cliff Kingsbury dating back to their college days. I'm like, what if Kyler Murray goes to Cleveland? And what if Baker Mayfield heads out to Arizona? Well, then I thought to myself, that doesn't work because Baker Mayfield counts for basically $7.5 million more against the cap this season than Kyler Murray does. So there's really not a way for that to happen. All this to say the consistency stays in Cleveland and they need to find a way to get better and stay consistent. They don't have that OBJ, what they consider to be a distraction in their locker room. Stick to your bread and butter. Take a note from the Titans. Run the football because that should be your identity and have stout defense. If they can do that, maybe they can actually beat the Bengals in the game this year. All right, Shay, let's go to the Minnesota Vikings and their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, is he going or is he staying? Kirk Cousins is staying in Minnesota. I know they're trying to get this, like, young, hip vibe thing going on. And there are some rumors that perhaps Deshaun Watson was considering the Minnesota Vikings. But I think, again, too much money is owed to Kirk Cousins. And I'm going to assume that their new head coach wants to come in and try and utilize some of that money to make good in terms of what he has around him. I will say this, Shay. I think he's staying, but it's not for a lack of the Minnesota Vikings trying to get him out of the door. It's just a matter of who wants to take on that Kirk Cousins contract because those are some big-time numbers. I mean, this, this is an ugly contract. If the Vikings were able to swing a trade for Kirk Cousins, they would save $35 million on their salary cap and only have to deal with a dead cap of about $10 bucks. But that team acquiring Kirk Cousins has got to deal with that hefty price tag. And I don't know that there's a lot of teams that have an appetite to pay Kirk Cousins $35 million. I just don't see that. Um, So for that reason, I think he's staying. But it doesn't mean that Kevin O'Connell and their new general manager don't want to try to find a way to get Kirk Cousins out of there because I think he's a quarterback that's just good enough to get you fired. This is Candy and Cornette on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus playing going or staying on the quarterback carousel for 2022. What's next, Shannon? All right, Chris. Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Is he going or is he staying? What do you oh, got? boy, he's staying. He is staying in Sin City, and Derek Carr is about to get a whole lot more bank. Derek Carr is going to be one of them quarterbacks that's making $40 million plus a year on average annual value. Like that. That's where he's at right now. Based on what he did for this team, the productivity on the offensive side of the ball, and then – being a stabilizing force through everything that this franchise has been through. Head coaching scandal with John Gruden, they righted the ship. You had to deal with the tragedy with Henry Ruggs, they figured out a way around it. Cut Damon Arnett, doesn't matter. First round pick, didn't live up to his promise. They found a way to stabilize everything, and Derek Carr was the leader in that locker room leading the way. And so, for me... What he did at the end of the season, especially in that Sunday night game against the Chargers in overtime, moving his team into position to kick that game-winning field goal, Derek Carr is staying. He's going to be Josh McDaniels' guy, and they're going to put their money behind their mouth when it comes to a commitment. Yeah, Derek Carr is staying. He's coming off basically a career year in terms of passing numbers and yards per game, completions, attempts, all the things. He ranked towards the top in the NFL in terms of quarterback play. He's also been the leader of that team working through all the attrition and all the problems that Canty just alluded to. He's been the one thing that feels like 
the straight and narrow. And so now you bring in Josh McDaniels, who flirted with going to a different head coaching position, was like, no, maybe I need to stay here with Bill Belichick and learn a few more things before I dip back in to the NFL and being a head coach there. And so now it feels like he's got all those tools, and what can he do? Just create some consistency and hope give Derek Carr the same opportunity he gave to Tom Brady when he was New England. I think Derek Carr stays. There we go. So that is going or staying the quarterback carousel for 2022 offseason. If you disagree with us, if you agree with us, tap in on the candy calling line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Coming up next, what should we assume is going on behind the scenes right now in the front offices across the league in regards to Aaron Rodgers? We'll have the answer on the other side of the break. ESPN Radio. Kenny and Cornette on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on Twitter at ChrisCanny99 and at Shay Pepler. And Shay, we got to go out to the hotline to bring on ESPN NFL insider Jeff Darlington. And Jeff, we appreciate a few moments of your time. I know you heard the intro right there with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody wants oh, yeah. to know. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? All of the speculation is starting to swirl again. We had this last summer, but it's kind of picked up again with the with the Green Bay Packers shaving a year off of that contract that he had. It seems like it opened the door for Aaron Rodgers to potentially be on the move if he would choose to. What are you hearing about the Packers' plans to approach Aaron Rodgers this offseason? I am going to tell you right now exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Actually, no, I'm not. I have no idea. <laughs> um, none. Uh, look, I, I, I've talked to people. Here's the problem. Aaron does not even know at this point what he's going to do. And there are, um, from the people I've talked to, who've talked to Aaron, there, there's several options still on the table. It's not some situation where he's got a master plan exactly where he's going to go and how he's going to get there. Um, staying with the Packers is on the table. Winding up perhaps in Denver or another maybe sleeper team like Tennessee, or even retiring. All four of those things are considerations on Aaron Rodgers' mind right now. Uh, And to your point about bringing Green Bay into the conversation, they do ultimately get to dictate the terms. They can decide uh, what it will take to send Aaron to another team and whether that requires massive compensation, similar to what we saw in the Matt Stafford-Jared Goff trade where uh, the Rams ultimately had to send two first-round picks to make that deal happen. I, I could envision something like that. And uh, if, if you were asking me to put, you know, gentleman's wager on it, I'd probably say that that's the way this ultimately ends, with Aaron somewhere else and ultimately Green Bay receiving compensation. I agree with you. All right, Jeff, let's go to another team in the NFC North now and the Vikings. So head coach Kevin Connell, speak, uh, Kevin O'Connell rather, speaking to the media. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we heard that perhaps Deshaun Watson would be interested in a team like the Vikings. However, today now mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell is saying that they're essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, that they're going to build around Kirk Cousins and do something that fits for him and building around systems that fit for him. He also said that they're mm-hmm. going to build a system similar to the offensive system that he had in Los Angeles. And so I guess this is a two-parter for you now, Jeff. Do you think right. Kirk Cousins not only stays in Minnesota, but do you think he's capable of running an offense similar to what Matt Stafford ran with the Rams this year? You know, it's so funny, and I know this is just a product of being in February right now, trying to figure read the tea leaves. But within those comments from Kevin O'Connell, uh, in, in, depending on, on which comments you look at, contextually speaking, part of it is he is in our plans. But the first thing he said is, Kirk is under contract with the team right now. And yes. I feel like anytime someone says that, 
it's not a good thing. And I think about like any boss at any time. If someone asked your boss, uh, you know, what uh, what do you think about uh, this person and their future with the organization? If the answer is, well, he's part of the organization, that's not the, that's not the right answer. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I would have thought that that Kevin probably went into his interview and sold the team on how he can make Kirk Cousins work because he is, you know, $35 million guy and, and it won't be easy to unload him. And it would make more sense for him to stay even for this year, even if the team is not sold on in the future. So I personally think Kirk Cousins will be the quarterback uh, week one. And I actually would like to see what Kirk can do with an offensive minded coach uh, in charge. I'm, I'm actually one of the few probably at this point who thinks he can stand to benefit and look better than he has perhaps in recent years. Talking with ESPN NFL insider Jeff Darlington on ESPN Radio. And Jeff, things are getting ugly in the desert between Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals Mm -hmm. organization. And Kyler going as far as removing all mention of the Arizona Cardinals from his social media profile. The Arizona Cardinals leaking reports that Kyler Murray's immaturity has left the organization in a position where they're not ready to commit to him long term. Now, I understand that Arizona contractually doesn't have to do anything in the foreseeable future with Kyler Murray's contract, yeah. but it feels like that's the genesis of the rift between the two. Can you give us more insight into the dynamic of that relationship and where it goes this offseason? Well, I mean, the funny thing is this is this is happening in real time before our eyes. So it's not like one of those situations where you sort of wonder behind the scenes, you know, Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, what's that relationship like? Or, you know, this is happening, right? We're seeing it with Kyler Murray in the organization. And I thought Dan Orlovsky had a really good thought on NFL Live a couple days ago when he said everybody just needs to grow up in Arizona and start acting like mature individuals. I mean, think about what we're talking about. It, it literally feels like, like some high school drama where the, the, the person removes all mentions on their Instagram page and then the team comes out and, and <laughs> like says their, their own thoughts on it. Like it feels very petty right now what's happening in Arizona. And when you're talking about a franchise quarterback uh, for a billion-dollar company, the face of the guy for a billion-dollar company, this does not feel like the dynamic that should be in play. I don't know many situations that start like this and end well. Uh, to me, I think this is this is foreshadowing what's to come between the two sides. It does not feel like a situation based on what we're seeing right now that's going to be easily remedied. No, I agree with you, Jeff. Uh, naturally, we're talking about a lot of quarterbacks here and them being on the move or being unhappy as we right. talk to Kyler Murray in Arizona. Wow. So the next one I'm going to now is Carson Wentz in Indianapolis because yeah. this feels like another guy that's going to be on the move. Uh, maybe it's some of the tweets that we saw circling around. But uh, nonetheless, it, it, Carson Wentz, do you think he stays in Indianapolis? Or it, one step further, is he a starter in the NFL next season? Uh, you know, I that's that actually is probably – to me, the better question. I don't think that he's going to wind up in, in Indianapolis. Based on my conversations, it doesn't feel like, I mean, when you're non-committal to your quarterback after less than one year after giving up considerable compensation, not crazy, but considerable compensation to get him, and after that Week 18 game in Jacksonville where, I mean, win and you're in, and that, that was the performance that he put up, I, uh, I don't see him in Indianapolis, but to your point, where does he go from here? What team looks at him and says, you know what, we can do what the Indianapolis Colts couldn't do, what the Philadelphia Eagles couldn't do. 
it, it is hard, I think, for people to fathom. I don't know why necessarily it's hard for people to fathom that Carson Wentz's days as a starter might be over. Maybe he'll get another chance, and oftentimes we're talking about a carousel you know, of quarterbacks that, that feels like it's, it's moving at a rapid pace. So maybe he gets another chance, but I don't think that that's as obvious as maybe people think it is. Talking with ESPN NFL insider Jeff Darlington on ESPN Radio. And Jeff, staying with the Indianapolis Colts, they took an awful big swing when it came to trying to acquire Carson Wentz. And they shipped this year's first-round pick to Philadelphia Mm -hmm. in order to get him. But it feels like they're poised to take another big swing, maybe an even bigger swing, to try to land a better veteran quarterback in the trade market. Is that what they're setting up to do? It doesn't seem like that's necessarily the way that Chris Ballard wants to operate, but... If you're reading between yeah. the tea leaves and some of the tweets from Jim Ursay, it seems like that's what they're setting yeah. up for with the 2022 offseason. But I guess the question is who? I mean, that's, that's the weird thing. When, when you've got these different options that are popping up around the league uh, and, and you're trying to make something happen, like who exactly, what quarterback? It's not that easy to do. I personally, I thought Rob Ninkovich made a really good um, prediction on our air. He likes the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo in Indianapolis. And that kind of makes a little bit of sense because you're not mortgaging your future. Are you, or how much of an upgrade is that from Carson Wentz? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's up, that, you know, that's up to Ballard to decide. But one thing that I do think that Jimmy G brings to an organization is stability. Mm. I mean, th- this is a guy in San Francisco who on his last day on the job, e- everybody could not have said better things about him. Uh, I-, I just think that that's the kind of guy who could go into a situation like, Indianapolis with the pieces around them and the running game that they've got there. I, I don't know. I don't hate that possibility. I think that that could be the type of direction that, uh, that a team like Indy goes. Well, Jeff, we appreciate a few moments of your time. Look forward to talk with you again soon. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. That's ESPN NFL insider Jeff Darlington. And Shay, he wouldn't go down that road with me with the Indianapolis Colts. You know I've been saying that it feels like the Colts are going to be big game hunting for a quarterback this offseason. Jeff Darlington seems to think that it's going to be more of the Jimmy Garoppolo variety. We'll see what ends up happening on that front. But coming up next, LeBron James, has he won his last NBA title? Are you going to respect it or check it? We'll have the answer for you. Shea Cornette, Chris Canny, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Candy Call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. Now with the free drink with any breakfast sandwich purchase. I told you my favorite, the vanilla Frosty Chino. It's definitely the way to go if you're going to take advantage of that promotion. And speaking of promotions, now is the perfect time to promote a little segment that we call around here, Respect It or Check It. Shannon, if you would. All right, Respect It or Check It. All right, I'm going to give you a spicy, a hot, spicy, like a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, spicy (laughs) take. And you got to tell me if you're going to respect that take or if you're going to check that take. And Chris, I will start with you and your Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James has won his last NBA title. You're going to respect it? Or are you going to check it? I'm going to respect this. And I think this was our very own Ryan Clark saying this on first take, October, November-ish. And first blush, I was like, Ryan Clark is out of his mind. We need to have that guy stick to talking football because he doesn't know what the hell he's saying about my L.A. Lakers. But 
Now that we're on the eve of the All-Star break, got to say, Ryan Clark might have been on to something, and we had Vince Goodwill on the show earlier today, and I didn't necessarily hate his course of action as far as the Lakers and what they should do in the short term. I'm not opposed to them trading Anthony Davis this offseason because he can't stay healthy. I'm not opposed to them waving Russell Westbrook after he exercises his $47 million player option, wave him, and then use the stretch provision to spread out that cap hit. I'm not opposed to the Lakers stripping this thing down to bare bones this coming summer just so they can start to build back some assets and then get this team on solid footing because as constituted with this big three, it feels like LeBron James and company are hustling backwards. So I got to respect it. I don't think LeBron James is going to win another title. Yeah, I'm going to check this. Uh, LeBron last night was 33-8-6-2, and um, and he had 17 points, 15 points in the fourth quarter. He's 37 years old and in year 19, and he's getting better, it seems like, not worse. He's like the Tom Brady effect in the NBA. Um the man has no drop-off at all. And so while it's not working currently right now for the L.A. Lakers, and no, I don't think they're going to win a chip this year, I don't think putting LeBron anywhere in the NBA doesn't give them an instant chance at winning a title. So, no, I'm going to check this because I don't think his time is done yet. Moving on to the NFL. All right, I'm not going to put the pressure on the young guy yet and say he'll make it to the Super Bowl next year. But, Shay, Joe Burrow will be back in a Super Bowl at some point in his career. You respect yeah. it or check it? I'll respect it for sure because I'm not the first one to say this, but I truly believe it. This is probably the worst team that Joe Burrow is going to play on now in the future. There are free agents. Uh-huh. We heard from Rob Gronkowski as one of them that would be fine with going now to play in Cincinnati and being part of that team with him under center. I know it is so hard to go back. It is so hard to repeat year in and year out, but this kind of mentality is what you need to do it. And so, yes, I'm going to respect it and think that Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals team finds their way back to the Super Bowl sooner rather than later. I'm going to respect it as well, although I'm not going to say it with my chest, and it's not because of Joe Burrow. It's more because of the owner, Mike Brown, who serves as the GM and has been notoriously known to be cheap in terms of being able to spend in free agency to acquire the kind of players that Joe Burrow is going to need as a supporting cast in order to get to the Super Bowl again. I don't think this is a Dan Marino situation where he goes in his second year and never gets back again. I think Joe Burrow is a culture changer. I'm just hoping that the GM slash owner, Mike Brown, gets the memo and does right by the kid in terms of putting the pieces around him to have high-level success. It started off pretty good this week. They gave head coach Zach Taylor an extension. Now they need to go about the business of extending some of their other young players that are going to be a part of this and be aggressive in free agency because they got some cap space. So, Mike Brown, do the right thing. I'm going to respect this take, though. Joe Burrow will be back. All right, Chris. Aaron Rodgers, of course. That's the talk of the offseason, so let's talk about it right now. Respect it or check it. Aaron Rodgers will return to the Packers next year. What you got, Chris? Skirt! I got to check this one. It's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be back with the pack. And we just heard from Jeff Darlington, and he said if he was a betting man that Aaron Rodgers would be out of there. Jeff Darlington is as plugged in as anybody in the National Football League. It just feels like this relationship has run its course. And with disappointing endings to the last three seasons, I got to say Aaron Rodgers is probably getting a little impatient when it comes to trying to add to his legacy to be in that GOAT conversation. And let's be clear about this. 
unless he gets that second ring, he's locked out of that room with Joe Montana. He's locked out of that room with Peyton Manning, and he's locked out of that room with Tom Brady. He's not in their class unless he gets to and wins another Super Bowl. Right now, he got the same amount of rings as Matt Stafford. So, yeah, um, hey, oh, Aaron Rodgers, I think we got to check this one. He's going to be gone. He's not going to be a Green Bay Packer in 2022. I agree with Candy. Check it. He ain't going to be with the Packers. I know that they're going to throw everything at him. They're going to try and grow, go broke. They'll hire any coordinator or coach that will make him happy and satisfy him, and that's what they should be doing. But at the end of the day, it's just not going to be enough, and I think Aaron Rodgers kind of wants to wet his whistle somewhere else, add on to his legacy, kind of do the Tom Brady thing, see if he can win somewhere else, and so I think he's out of there. All right, last and certainly not least here quickly, Shay, Carson Wentz, won't start for any team in week one next season. You respect it or check it? Okay, I'm going to play contrarian here because I already know which way Chris Canty is going to go. So I'm going to say respect it. I think Wentz's time has run out in terms of being a starter. Uh, he wasn't able to get it done and basically gave the entire postseason away in terms of what was what happened against the Jacksonville Jaguars in that last game of the season. Uh, he wasn't able to get it done in Philadelphia. In fact, the Eagles won their most important games when he was on the bench. And so I think Carson Wentz might be a backup somewhere next season and find his way into a starting role somewhere midseason, but a backup to start. Shay, I got to hit you with the Stephen A. Smith. Stay off the weed. (laughs) You're out of your mind. I got to check this. Carson Wentz will absolutely be a starter in the NFL somewhere next season. I'm not saying he's a good starter. I'm not saying he's a top-20 quarterback, but he will be a starter. Tell me what the Washington Commanders are doing at quarterback. Tell me what the New Orleans Saints are doing at quarterback. Tell me what the Carolina Panthers are doing at quarterback. Tell me what the Denver Broncos are doing at quarterback. There are too many destinations where we have unknowns about what their quarterback situation is going to be. And not all of these guys are going to get their hands on Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm just saying. But coming up next, who is the biggest NFC threat to the Rams as they try to defend their crown? Shay and I will have the answer for you. ESPN Radio back after this.